0: It was an ugly loss for the Chargers in their second preseason game against the Saints, but there were a couple of young defenders who really stood out.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los
0: Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Droegemeier, and we've been covering the Chargers now for eight seasons together, but this is our sixth year as host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen, and to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or fall for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcasts from. David, what do we got today?
1: Today we get into the Chargers and Saints preseason game number two and JT Woods had himself a heck of a ball game so did on Henley he was flying all over the place Easton Stick on the other hand an up and down mostly down performance.
0: Yeah a lot to get into in an ugly game but I do want to start by saying this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try visit BetterHelp.com locked on today to get 10% off your first month and David Last week, we saw a pretty good game from JT Woods. I don't think either of us were upset with it outside of the dumb penalty. And a really quiet game for Deion Henley. And let's start with him because I think with Deion Henley, we knew the road he was going to have to kind of go through to get on the field defensively. And we saw a little bit tonight where he kind of stands in the pecking order because the other two linebackers, Nick Neiman and Ayman Ogbogbamiga, both didn't suit up for this game, kind of solidifying, you know, where their spot is on this roster, which gave Deion Henley a lot more snaps. So that was the bright side of it. And I thought he really, really took advantage of it. I was super excited about the game we saw from the Chargers third round rookie.
1: I completely agree. I mean, and I think with Eamon uh, and Nick both dealing kind of with some injuries there and the Chargers wanting to kind of hold them out, this opened up an opportunity for Dayon to get a start. And I really feel like we got to see the entirety of Dayon Henley's skill set tonight. I feel like you saw the open field tackling. You saw the instincts against the run. You saw how fluid he is in pass coverage, save for you know one play where he kind yeah. of got caught. But other than that, him rushing the, the, the passer, is strong blitz, You saw what he brings to the table. He was all over the field. That's kind of what you feel like a linebacker should do, Uh, and he he played like it tonight. He really, really had a strong performance.
0: Yeah, it was one play on a wheel route, and it was a great throw by Jameis Winston, right? He was actually in pretty good coverage and ended up being a big play down the field. Both the guys we're going to talk about tonight had a lot of really good plays and then had some plays that they wish they could have back. But I think it's just the absence of the big plays and also dealing with rookie mistakes is not what you want. Like at least if you're going to be putting up with those rookie mistakes and second year mistakes, you know, for JT woods, you want to see the good side of that too. You want to see what they're bringing to the table. And I thought Dan Henley showed a bunch of that tonight. I mean, I thought specifically when he was covering running backs in the flats, he was doing really, really well to not only get there quickly, but find a way to bring those guys down every time. I can't think yeah. of a missed tackle from Deion Henley in this game. The stats of it haven't come out yet, but like, Really, really good, solid tackler, which is something we would hope would translate from the collegiate level to the NFL level. Because it's not like this just started. He was a really, really good tackler at Washington State and even before that. And he finishes with nine tackles and half a sack. Really came in quickly on that pass rush, right? But ended up kind of overrunning things a little bit, but did enough to kind of trip him up and Carlo Kemp finished things with the sack. But does get that half a sack. And I also just thought for him, the read and react, the one the play where he just worked his way through all of the traffic in the middle of the field, all of the offensive linemen and everything, found a way to get a tackle for a minimal gain. I just really, really liked the game from him. But he did have the one-down play. It was kind of the same story for J.T. Woods, a second-year safety who, especially with, you know, Alohi Gilman nursing an injury, it's starting to become clear, you know, that how important this position is on the Chargers' defense. And he really did need these snaps. I'm glad he played, David. And I thought outside of one kind of big play he allowed, I thought he had a really good game.
1: Yeah, I think JT Woods really kind of garnered up some confidence throughout his play in the joint practices. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he he made a ton of plays, feel like he was really feeling himself, feeling good. And I feel he took that into tonight's game. And I feel like he played like a man possessed. I mean, I feel like he was one of the best defenders on the field in the first half. JT Woods was everywhere. He was all over the, all over the field. You really got to see his instincts and coverage, the speed, and the tackling in space, that's the most exciting yeah. thing for me for JT Woods. It wasn't all good, right? You know, he had a couple of, of, of things that, you know, he has to work on. But uh, as an overall performance, I, I think, honestly, I'm starting, it's starting to build some confidence in me believing that he's going to take a leap in his sophomore season. I see a lot of things that I like, and I hope that continues to translate for JT Woods.
0: Well, the thing about JT Woods is we know that the physical traits are there. He's a 4-3 guy. He's a guy that was tied for the NCAA lead in interceptions coming out of college. And now you're seeing, seeing some of that ball production a little bit. I thought he was quick to a few of those tackles. The big play that he messed up was the Saints ended up running a wide receiver screen. They had yeah. two receivers out there to block in front of the running back. He ended up taking the inside angle and just really took a terrible angle yeah. at it. Ended up not being able to make the play, and it ended up turning into a big gain. And that was the Chargers' defense's problem really the whole night. I mean, it was super solid, but they failed to take advantage of their opportunities. Right there, that's an opportunity to get a tackle for no gain, maybe even a tackle for loss. Wasn't able to take advantage of it. Later on in the game, you know, a couple balls in the air that somebody's got to come down with, but it can't be the Saints receiver, right? right? Too many times the Chargers seemed to be on the bad end of that. And, you know, Jameis Winston's pure gumption to even try to attempt some of those throws with how good some of that coverage was. But it was a lot of big plays and, you know, some disconnected plays from the Chargers defense, especially in the second half. I thought that's where you saw some real breakdowns to some big plays. But I did think for JT Woods, like this is a huge step in the right direction. I mean, last week we saw him fill in a couple of aggressive, you know, in the whole run stops. This week we saw him out there for a much more extended period in the first half. And I did think that, like, the confidence... The swagger that he was playing with was definitely showing. I mean, on the last play, the Saints try to run a screen on third and forever. He knifes in and makes sure it doesn't end up being a big play. He makes a very sure tackle on a tight end who is much bigger than him and ended up getting the Chargers defense off the field on third down. And right before that, That same tight end had a catch over the middle, made the catch, and J.T. Woods did a great job fighting through the hands, not giving up on the play, enforcing an incompletion. Seeing those things, I think, is spectacular from J.T. Woods. Even if you're saying, hey, you can't do that because if you miss one tackle like the one he did, that can turn into a house call, especially when the real game starts. So one other guy I think we should point out here, David, that I thought – had a couple of kind of flashy plays, and I felt like the Chargers coaching staff got him out of there as quickly as possible, was Thule, Thule Pulotu. I thought he looked really good, had a couple tackles. One tackle for loss where he made Saints tackle Trevor Penning look really bad because he got beat <laughs> so badly to the inside. I liked what I saw from Thule. I mean, it looks like he belongs here, especially setting that physical edge, making plays in the run game.
1: The more I see Thule out there on the field, the more excited I get. I mean, he really, really looks like the real deal. He looks stout on the outside. He sets that physical edge. He does not allow himself to be beat. And he's so fast. He is quick, man. Like, he is really, really tough yeah. to be able to get your hands on. And he has the strength and he has the pass rush repertoire to put to, put moves together to really get you off balance. And I think that's what, you know, what really excites me about Thule. I mean, coming in, you see the traits right away. And you know that if he's thrust into action, I think you just feel a little bit more confident that his skill set is going to translate a little bit more immediately for the Chargers.
0: It's similar to, to JT Woods, right? Obviously, a little bit different parts of their development. Uh, yeah. But I think both guys, neither of them, you're expecting to go out there and start, right? Like, it's right. not like I'd have a full vote of confidence if one of your big guys goes down, that two we can go out there and play the entire season on right. the edge. But you're getting more confidence that in the regular kind of swing of things, in a rotation, in specific packages, in the case for JT Woods, you feel better about it and and these are two gigantic question marks especially because the Chargers really needed edge depth after this year and they went out and got to in the second round and the safety position behind Alohi Gilman was a huge question mark as well even though he Gilman to a certain extent right because from a small sample size standpoint we haven't seen a bunch but Alohi Gilman should be back and ready to start JT Woods still will get on the field now and they're even in those situations with Derwin James moving around as much as he does like you said, he's starting to build a little bit more confidence, and that's a nice feeling because JT Woods yeah. looked out of place a lot of times last year in the preseason. season. Much so. I mean, the, the tackles he missed once he actually got in the game in the regular season were just as alarming. So it's nice to see not just making plays on the football, a level of physicality that we didn't see in the past, you know, in last year, and, you know, a little bit of confidence to kind of back it up, slamming someone on the sideline after making a big play, right? Obviously very animated. Got to keep it in check. But I'd much rather him be playing with that edge, playing confidently, playing aggressively, going out there and trying to make big plays. And I think we kind of saw the start of that a little bit for JT Woods, which I think is an exciting step in the development of a second-year safety they spent a third-round pick on. So it wasn't all you know rainbows and butterflies for the Chargers, though, David. I mean, the Chargers did lose in this game. Not important, really, in the grand scheme of things. But I think Stick's play was a little bit concerning. Easton Stick definitely came back to earth a little bit. And I think part of the reason was is the running a game totally kind of disappeared for big portions of this game, including Elijah Dotson. I guess he is mortal, right? I guess he's not going to be averaging 15 yards per carry every game. So we're going to talk about that coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys, this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. So whether you're taking... And decisions around your career career and relationships and you need help with that, BetterHelp is a great place to do it. I mean, I would absolutely recommend therapy if you haven't thought about it before. Something that has helped me, especially taking a little bit of the burden and being able to talk to someone and just saying things out loud a lot of the times was really helpful for me, but it's also just them helping you get the skills and the tools to be able to deal with things in your own life when you're not in therapy when you're at home and just dealing with things on a day-to-day basis better help has been a great help with that for me so trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything the more you practice the easier it gets so if you're thinking about starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online it's designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule so let therapy be your map with better help visit betterhelp.com locked on today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help com slash Locked on. Well, David, we talked about the good parts of this game, and there will be some more good parts to talk about later. But it is time to talk about some of the guys who I think really underachieved in this game, and maybe not entirely their fault, but it starts with Easton Stick. Easton Stick surprised all of us last week. Obviously, working with a new tandem with Kellen Moore and Doug Newsmeyer, right? His new quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. we're like, hey, it looks like Easton Stick has turned a corner, which is important because the Chargers decided not to bring back Chase Daniel, that veteran backup, right? Because they felt Justin Herbert's at the place where he doesn't need that. Easton Stick, after a very good performance in week one, had a very uneven performance, I would say, in week two.
1: Yeah, he definitely, I think uneven is a nice way to kind of put it here, just <laughs> it considering the stats here. It's 21 of 41, which is, I mean, right around 50% completion, 233 yards, no passing touchdowns, and two interceptions. The last interception I don't think we'll really kind of hold on him he was trying to make a play at the end of the game but the first one we definitely will hold against him I mean that one was was seemingly you know a a bad just bad decision because he had a receiver underneath that was wide open he could have got a very nice gain on instead he doesn't see a defender kind of floating over there he makes a bad throw and it's easily picked off Uh, and that one was just a, a bad decision but I think that was you know just what happened with easton uh, unfortunately there's just a couple of things that really didn't go his way tonight
0: yeah i mean just super inconsistent and that's what, one of the things you were hoping this year going up against preseason competition that you'd be able to see him kind of iron some of those things out and just be consistently yeah. solid and everyone's gonna have a bad game right so it's hard to get mad at him for one bad game but he also did have you know some rushing success as well especially when yeah. he needed it he was good In one of the two two two-minute situations that he was in, really both of them, I thought he was good in. But I think the hard thing was the interception where, to me, it just seemed like he didn't see that dude. Thought he had a bigger gain down the field, threw it to a dude, probably in cover two, kind of sagging off the flats, right? Saw Dean Leonard make a play on the opposite side doing similar to the same thing. But it just didn't seem like he saw him because if he did see him, I just feel like there's no way that he would have thrown it. It's not an excuse for him. It wasn't good, but he did have the rushing ability, right? Seven carries, 63 yards, got two touchdowns. It was great to see Kellen Moore at the end of the first half dialing something up to get his legs involved because really at this level, he, that's one of the things he has that's better than the average quarterback, right? That's yeah. one of the skills that he has where he can actually excel in that. They get him in a situation where he is one-on-one with a blocker and a defender in front of him, and he easily gets into the end zone. That was really great to see. Thought at the end, gets the quarterback sneak in for a touchdown, Really had the last drive diffused by an incompletion to Elijah Dotson. So I I think there's, you know, reason to be concerned about him as the backup. But at the same time, David, like, I think it has a lot to do with what you expected, right? Like, I still have more faith after two preseason games right now than I did when the Chargers decided that they were only going to use Easton Stick as Justin Herbert's primary backup.
1: No, I agree. I still think that Easton Stick has made some strides, and I feel like he is definitely a more confident player. And I mean, especially if you want to talk about one of the things I did feel like he did well tonight. When they were we're operating kind of just uh, on a you know no huddle situation and sure. just go out there and, and make a play, I feel like that's when he was at his best. He was making quick decisions. He was making making sure the ball was was moving down the field. He was scrambling when necessary, and he was getting positive yardage in that in that way. I feel like when they were huddling up and things were a little bit more structured, he probably just wasn't at his best. And I think part of that was the pocket presence. It wasn't his best tonight. He didn't really feel the pressure, but also I think we need to understand Daniel is. This is his first full game that he's played in four years. So Easton Stick is allowed to fail. This is valuable, valuable tape for him to be able to go back, learn, fix those mistakes, and be able to come back a better player. This is where you want this to happen. This is where this development for your players is going to take place in the preseason. So I think playing this game tonight is going to be valuable in the long run for Easton Stick.
0: I mean, I also think that, like, if Justin Herbert goes down, the Chargers are pretty screwed anyways, right? Absolutely. To be frank, like, I mean, it's just there's always going to be a gigantic gap there. I think the three turnovers are concerning, even with the last one being a fourth down throw at the end of the game. I mean, that's the one thing you want to see your backup quarterback not do, right? All that we want him to do is kind of take care of the football and not lose you a game. I think Easton Stick is best, you know, when he has to kind of go all out. But the downside of that, to being that aggressive, is it's going to cost you sometimes, right? When yeah. you're kind of playing like every... Yeah, live and drive. die, right? Exactly. Live and die. So, bad day for East to stick. Bad day. I did have some pressure, right? I think the pressure got to him and made him kind of get out of yeah, the Yeah, he pocket got sacked five couple. times. I
1: mean, he yeah. was running a
0: little bit. And yeah. Brandon Staley talked about that in the post-game press conference. And I think that got to him a little bit and made him kind of flush the pocket a couple of times. We didn't see him do last week when he was a little bit more steady and hung in yeah. there and made some big-time throws. This week, a lot more inconsistent with the arm. But the rushing attack didn't help either, right? The Chargers' rushing attack really sputtered after going for over 200 yards against the Rams. It's starting to look like the Rams are just a really bad defense, honestly. But this year, it came much back down to earth. Um, Running backs had 15 carries, 57 yards, under 4 yards per carry there. And David, it just felt like there was not a lot of lanes for these guys. And even when there was, it just didn't seem like a super inspired performance for the group as a whole.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, the, the Saints defensive line was getting a ton of, of penetration in this game, I mean, and it started early. I mean, I think the first couple of of drives, I mean, the Chargers went three and out, yeah. I and mean, there was a ton of punts. Because the Chargers could not get anything going on the ground, it didn't matter who they gave the football to, whether it was early, whether it was Josh Kelly or Isaiah Spiller, uh, it didn't matter. I mean, nobody really got any kind of traction, uh, and it was a really, really tough start, and so if you can't run the football and you're already behind the the down and distance you're getting put in those predictable passing downs and the defense can pin their ears back even in a vanilla preseason game they know what's coming so it did not help at all but no nobody that was running the football tonight did particularly well
0: yeah josh kelly four carries average 2.3 yards per carry elijah Dotson six carries for three and a half yards per carry i mean those guys really came back down to earth i think you could say isaiah spiller was a bright spot he did have the 18 yard run and that was the best run of the night hands down yeah he made a really good read had a couple of really really nice cuts broke a tackle and got the chargers in their first basically in position for their first touchdown and i even thought the one that was most impressive to me was like a two-yard game but he broke like four tackles behind the line of scrimmage, to make something out of nothing. I thought he was mildly, you know, impressive in a day that really wasn't impressive for anyone. I think he was the guy that stood out to me. Whereas Elijah Dotson, you know, kind of back to earth a little bit, does have a drop on the last drive that gets them a first down, potentially gives them a chance to win the game. You hate to see that in a big moment. And also just, you know, not too much on the run, in the running game as far as room to run.
1: Yeah, no, I I liked uh, that run with Isaiah Spiller, the 18-yarder because I think when you think of an Isaiah Spiller in your mo- run in your mind, that's what it looks like. Just physical, breaking tackles, bouncing off of guys and finishing it physically. That yeah. is what he is capable of doing and I, I expect to see a lot more of that and Elijah Dotson yeah he was not able to recreate that same magic from you know the first preseason game but i think one of the things that he did do well which will you know kind of you know put a little feather in his cap for the coaches is he had a pretty good return on special teams so yeah. that's that's one of the things that you know it, if you want to make this team, you know, really at any position, it starts with what value you're able to bring, and especially special teams is very, very important. So he did do that. Didn't do very much with the rock, but at least he did something positive. He can take away from this
0: ball game. It was tough too, because like his first run happened, and I was like, "Oh, here we go." Well, yeah. Well, I almost tweeted out. Here we I'm go like, again. All right, here yeah. we go, guys. Here's the start of the Elijah Dotson show. Get ready to yeah. you know jump on the the hype train, because the first run was an eight-yard run, had a nice cut. Looked really good, yeah. Bowled over a Saints defender who, thankfully, was okay, but was visibly shaken up because he delivered such a blow. And I was like, whoa, you know, nice read, good vision. And then it was kind of downhill from there a little bit. One of the perceived drops, you know, or one of the ones you could have called a drop was a high throw from Easton Stick on the last drive as well. hard catch for running backs to make. Still would like to see him make it, obviously. But either way, the one bad drop was there. I haven't really seen anything about his pass protection or anything, you know, I'd have to go back and watch for that, but we'll see what he does. He's going to have one more week, did have the nice play on special teams, still was the only guy to get any kind of run after Josh Kelly and Isaiah Spiller. So I think we'll still have a good chance this week to kind of make his imprint on this offseason and give himself a chance to make the roster. I don't think he has done enough, you know, to put himself out of the conversation with this game. So we do have more guys in standouts to talk about and a couple other guys that maybe didn't live up to where they could have been for this performance coming up after this like Quentin Johnson I thought David good game right in and out three catches no drops love that whereas John Hightower we were so excited to see him in his first preseason action and kind of went out with a dud so we're going to get into that coming up right after this I do need to tell you guys about FanDuel though because football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. That's because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So if you want to go for the Chargers, they are plus 2,100 right now to win the Super Bowl. They're about 8th or ninth as far as the odds go. And if they win throughout the regular season, you can win on them. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. And you can use your bonus bets on spreads player props, over-unders, and so much more. And right now, you can already bet on week one. We're that close to football season. We're that close to real Chargers football. Only one more preseason game to go. They are currently two-and-a-half-point favorites over there. Now rival Miami Dolphins led by Tua Tonga-Vailoa. So excited about that and excited about FanDuel doing this. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Thank you guys again, especially staying up late and especially, you know, with tropical storms and everything about them. Just thankful that the power is on for me and we're able to get here for this show. Hopefully everyone is safe out there. But thank you to the everydayers for being back in here late and coming to watch the show because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, of course. We always appreciate you guys. Ooh, David, who do you start with? I think let's start with Quentin Johnson, right? Because one of the biggest storylines from week one was couple drops, (laughs) right? And that was what we were concerned about with him coming out, which is not great to see. But he ended things last week on a high note, and I thought we kind of saw that bleed into this week a little bit. I mean, the offense couldn't get anything going early, but the first time they actually felt like they started to get into a rhythm, it was kind of spurred by Quentin Johnson with a couple of nice catches, a couple of nice routes. And I thought that he had a very clean game, and they got him out of there quickly.
1: I agree. Yeah, I remember I put a post out saying that Quinton Johnston was the catalyst of this offensive drive, and, and I point. truly believe it. I mean, three catches – on three targets for 37 yards but i think most importantly is two of those catches were 15 and 16 yards respectively so really really getting those chunk plays and that's what you want that's what you're excited about with quentin johnston yeah you get him in there get a couple of catches some good strong plays good routes getting you know getting open on on those routes and then getting out of the ball game feeling good about yourself
0: yeah, I mean, I thought he on his two bigger catches, I think he showed a lot because the yeah. first one was against main coverage and he found a way at the top of the route to create separation with a couple of dekes, found a way to get open and made a strong catch over the middle, you know, finished with some contact afterwards too. was able to maintain the catch. Love to see that. And then going up later on against his own defense, he found a way to find that soft spot in the zone, did a great job sitting down exactly you know, equidistant from the three defenders closest to him. And I thought that was a really good sign, too. That's something yeah. that takes a little bit. Being able to find your way in zone coverage, especially for someone that's raw like Quentin Johnston. I yeah. thought that was really nice to see. No drops. You love to see it. Quentin Johnston, yeah. I mean, you know, I thought this was a much cleaner game from him than week one. I liked yeah. what I saw from him. I also think that a big storyline wide receiver-wise going into this game was what we were going to see from John Hightower. I mean, he had yeah. what Daniel Popper had is the eight receiving touchdowns before he got hurt in Chargers training camp. I mean, he had four that were 50-plus yarders. He was the guy that was the talk of training camp early on, potentially with a chance to take that Jalen Guyton role because Jalen Guyton has not made it off the PUP list but was out there, and that's another thing we'll talk about another day. Maybe he will be back soon to put some more kind of spice into this competition. But John Hightower, David, a very, very tough preseason debut. One catch on six targets, 10 yards. Obviously, we were hoping we could have saw a little bit more
1: yeah I mean with, with him it's all about the explosive man you're supposed yeah. to be bringing the, the big plays you're supposed to be attacking the deep part of the field and unfortunately you were not able to do that in this football game and so yeah I mean it just doesn't give you a lot of confidence right now in that spot and in, in that role kind of in the Chargers wide receiver room is you know who is really going to be that guy I mean who's going to I mean are is there somebody who's going to just be a placeholder at this point for Jalen Guyton when he yeah. is able to make it back just because I don't know if there's anybody that's really been able to take that spot and separate themselves
0: they haven't I, I mean I think that the guy that would be closest to that and the guy who you know availability is the best ability kind of is proven with yep. is Keelan Doss I comes agree. in and has a very unassuming three for 42 in this game but had a couple really nice catches had one going to the ground had a couple of conversions yep in had this a catch game. for 23 yards yep 23 yard catch I, I thought he's been solid and he was solid in both games he wasn't flashy in either game but I think if there is a guy that's wide receiver six right now, based on production this off and what they've been able to do in the preseason games, yeah, I think it's Kewin Doss right now. But he doesn't necessarily fit that field stretcher speed profile that I think we were kind of hoping would that you know that spot would be slotted for someone yeah. like a Jalen and someone like a John Hightower. Yeah, he's just guys. not that
1: arch, arch type, right? Yeah,
0: no, he's not. And I mean. It, for John Hightower's game, this was kind of a tough game to evaluate him, right? The offensive yeah. line wasn't holding up very well, especially on the outside. A lot of pressure to deal with. And it just also seemed like him and Easton Stick had no chemistry at all. They just well, and, I the mean, there
1: page. just wasn't much separation either. He just didn't That's generate just, a ton of, of separation as well.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, I I'll have to go back and watch the all 22 when I get it right to yeah. see what you know he looked like on a snap-to-snap basis. But as far right. as production and, and making a statement like, hey, I'm still here, I missed last week with an injury, but I'm yeah, still kind happen. of in this conversation. It didn't happen. But I did like what I saw from Darius Davis, too, who, like Elijah Dotson, also had a very nice kickoff return in this game with one kind of big faux pas. He had a muff punt. And even yeah. though it went out of bounds, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's still, you know, not a yeah. great look. But I did yeah. think, you know, late in the game, he got on the field offensively and showed again that he can kind of make an impact in that regard.
1: There's just nobody on the field that moves like him. I mean, nobody on the Chargers roster offensively has that kind of speed and quickness and acceleration, and it's clear. I mean, he he can absolutely separate. The only thing that you worry about with Darius Davis is just the hits, and you know, is he going to be able to to stay, you know, upright and on the field over the course of a seventeen game season on yeah. offense. I don't know if we're quite ready for that, but I was very encouraged by his performance. Three catches on three targets for twenty four yards. Like I said, I thought he protected himself well. He got open and made his catches. So made some plays helped the offense stay on the field.
0: Yeah, I thought he did well. I mean, I don't expect a ton from him. You know, no. I think he can play in the slot and a pinch, you know, for a limited amount of snaps if sure. that's what you want for him. I think he's showing, hey, he is a wide receiver too, right? Not a wide receiver too. He's a wide receiver also, you know, and and isn't, you know, unusable if you need to use him on the field, even though he's a smaller dude. Yeah, Yeah. you don't want to see him take those big hits. The biggest hit he took all night was on the muff punt. When after it fell, he took a big hit after that. But seemed to get back up pretty good. You know, Brandon Staley talked about that after the first game. Hey, you know, he avoided big hits for the most part. That's going to be one of the big determinations of kind of how he can play offensively. But – there were a couple of guys on the defense I thought stood out, David, a couple of other standouts I want to get into at the end of this show here because you had a guy in Taiwan, Mullen, that you thought was really making some plays out there. I liked what Scott Matlock had as well. I mean, I think there were a couple other guys who may, might not have had excellent games, but I thought had pretty good games too.
1: Yeah, I mean, Taiwan Mullen just been a guy who's been coming in at the back end of football games and quietly just been playing playing really, really good football. I think he's been really tight in coverage. I think he was tight in coverage tonight. I feel like he made yeah. some really strong tackles in space. He had six tackles and one pass pass defensed, and you know he showed up on special teams as well. So Taiwan Mullen, I, I thought you know stringing together really good performances and really I think putting himself in good position to maybe get a practice squad spot.
0: The special teams are going to be everything, and I think kind of what opens up the pathway for this is on Hall getting you know injured and obviously yeah. being waived with an injury designation by the Chargers. He was the guy that was kind of that next corner after Jaseer Taylor and Dean Leonard. Jaseer yeah. Taylor in this game be on a gigantic play at the end of the half. You hate to see that giving up yeah. points at the end of the half. In great coverage, like Jasir Taylor, you know, maybe it's kind of one of those Michael Davis situations. You get your head around in time, you know, when we first saw Michael Davis. You could start making some plays because most of these yeah. plays that are against him are happening in great coverage, did bounce back. Dean Leonard nice I thought play. was
1: pretty decent too in this game. I, I thought he played pretty well on a couple of snaps.
0: Yeah, Dean Leonard with that nice pass breakup, got a hand on a ball early in the game. I thought that was nice to see. His He's speed, been impressive. Man is real. Yeah, I mean his speed is definitely real. But that was just him kind of being instinctual, kind of yeah. hey, there's nobody here for me to cover. Let me fall back me in coverage. Yeah, and, and he took away what would have been likely a big reception by the Saints' offense. So I liked what I saw from Dean Leonard. Scott Matlock, energy guy, right? Love, love to see the energy from someone play like, like a Scott man with Matlock. his hair on fire. Yeah, I mean, and just the motor to to make a tackle on a running back on a screenplay to chase that him was from super behind. Impressive. I mean, super Brandon, impressive. look at Brandon Staley in the post-game press conference to see how he felt about that play yes. by Scott Matlock. And shout-out to CJ Okoye as well. Shout-out to Stone Smart. some guys we didn't get to get into today. Yep. And we'll have more time to get into tomorrow and going forward. But thank you guys for checking out today's show. As always, we appreciate the everydayers out there and to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe. Or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find us every day on all of our social media. You can find our show on X or Twitter at Locked On LAC, and you can find me at Dan Talk Sports and Dave Drugmeyer Talk SD. You can also find us on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page and at Locked On Chargers on Instagram. A lot to get into, David. I doubt there was definitely some very bright spots. It would be interesting to see how the practices go going forward because we're not going to be able to hear as much from them. But one more preseason game on Friday night, and then a huge huge swath of cuts are going to happen so a lot to get into this week excited to have you guys and be here with you guys every day of the week but that's gonna do it we will be back with you guys tomorrow as always but until then take it easy and go bolts.